Hey, this is Ollie. Welcome to The Meta Project. This podcast is being built to intelligently upgrade how you look and feel so your body never holds you back. I want to help uncover some of the core concepts, beliefs, and frameworks that we've used with hundreds of clients to become industry leaders in mind and body. If you want to transform your body, upgrade your energy, and dive deeper into understanding long-term health and performance, then this podcast is for you. I hope you get a ton of value out of these and subscribe. What's up, guys? Uh, happy Saturday. Now, I'm just coming to you with a quick podcast on something that uh, I've got a lot of value out of recently and, and had a really, really good response. I thought I'd share with you uh, these five to six steps. Better get that right. Six steps, not five. And we want to dive into the sleep overhaul. How can you upgrade your sleep? If your sleep is not at its best, you're not waking up with good energy, you're waking up during the night, or just overall not feeling refreshed in the morning, then I want to give you six tips to really, really help upgrade your sleep. All right. So the first one I want to dive into is an awareness of a light exposure. Okay, blue light itself, most people are aware that that can affect their sleep. Blue light itself is not necessarily bad, right? It's actually in the sun and we have a natural uh, progression of phasing that out through the day with more blue lights in the morning and red lights in the afternoon. So your action step here is, or the problem here is because we are exposed to so much artificial light, right? So we get this blue light exposure that's naturally in our phone, but that stays there consistently throughout the day. And then we probably still are on those phones, naughty you, at 8, 9, 10 p.m., right? So our body is constantly exposed to this blue light that has supposed to be uh, removed or started to be phased out in the sun by that sort of 1, 2 p.m. So what's happening there is it's secreting less melatonin, right? You're not allowing your body to calm down. You're disrupting your circadian rhythm. And that's why you feel tired, but wired or just not able to calm down, not able to actually fall asleep. You're there sitting at the, staring at the ceiling, right? So an awareness of the blue light and an awareness of your light exposure during the day in general can be really helpful. So this overall brightness and the blue light are the first two key action steps. So being able to make sure in your bedroom and those areas that you'll hang out in in the last couple hours of the day, have you got some dimming lights or some a, a, a warmer colors, right? We don't want those bright white uh, or very blue intensive lights. It's, uh, you know, especially with offices, a lot of the time, unfortunately, they're also uh, used to be full with a lot of uh, really, really bright lights. And if you wanted to improve the performance of your workplace, the big place to start would actually be improving the quality of these lights. These people that have really, really gorgeous houses and then terrible lights, it's one small tweak they could make and make their house and their office look so much better. So uh, if you're in your own business, then there's a key step. Uh, if you want to improve the performance of all your employees, start there, but also at home and making sure that we can calm down those last couple of hours of the day will make a big difference. All right. Uh, obviously, not every day are we going to be able to turn everything off at 7pm, we might have a couple of those projects or things that we kind of need to continue doing. So starting with something like some blue light glasses can be really, really helpful. And, um, you know, we've all got filters on our phones and laptops. To be honest, it, it's really not going to do all that much. It's certainly better than nothing, but more from a brightness standpoint. But if you can get some blue blocking glasses, that can make a big difference if you are working beyond that sort of 7, 8 o'clock, uh, provided you're going to bed around that sort of 9, 10, which you should be anyway. So the second one, that I want to dive into is what are you eating in that last meal of the day? All right. And then most people that are, you know, watching their weight or trying to you know, drop the body fat, there tends to be a real stigma around carbs at night, right? There's a real uh, rule around no carbs after six. And I think it's really detrimental to your sleep quality and therefore your ability to drop body fat. 
So the biggest thing that we suggest for our clients is making sure that we actually add in carbohydrates to that last meal of the day, making sure we can actually calm that nervous system down and make sure that the slow, uh, low glycemic carbohydrates can be very, very helpful to being able to get that deep quality restorative sleep. So if you are struggling to get to bed, you feel sort of wired, you don't feel like you're able to calm down and you are having the usual chicken and veggies or, or you know lean meats and veggies for bed with no carbohydrates, that could be a very good addition to get you back to actually getting good night's sleep. Now, the only way that this works or it works better, I guess, with our clients is we really focus on this timing of nutrients. We start to focus on maybe more fats at the start of the day and really look at uh, quite a, a different structure here, uh, bringing in an awareness of, in a, in a way, sort of carb backloading with an awareness of being able to get that metabolic flexibility in the morning. We can dive into that from another podcast, but essentially the idea of being able to use both carbohydrates and fat as fuel is really, really key. Okay, so main point there is if you can, uh, if you're not adding carbohydrates into your last meal, this can be a great place to start. Now, the next one here I want to dive into is being able to black out your room, right? If you can see your hand in front of your face in the middle of the night, your room is not dark enough, right? So especially if you uh, live in town or in a place where there is that sort of light pollution, you need to make sure that you're investing in some blackout curtains. You're getting rid of your TVs. Don't have your bloody TV in your room. Get rid of all of the electronics as you, if you can, and it gives you the opportunity to get your phone out of your room, right? Your room, your bedroom should only be for two things, sex and sleep, nothing else, right? Get the dog out, get the kids out, get all the electronics and make sure that you are actually that getting that deep quality sleep. All right. So as dark as you can, get as rid of as many lights as possible. Uh, sorry, guys, if you have your little nightlight, you want to get rid of that too. Uh, they've done lots of studies here and even uh, shining a laser on the back of your knee and that tiny red light exposure. Um, and not like, not like a rejuvenated red light, but just light exposure to the back of the knee was causing a, a decrease in melatonin production by up to 60%. And why that was only one study, that does give you a pretty good awareness that it's not just that exposure of light to the eyes, it's also to the skin and how that affects your body and its ability to calm down and get to sleep. Okay, so being able to black out your room, get that as dark as possible makes a big difference. Now the next one's a little bit more intricate and it's something that I'd like you to pay attention to if you want to improve your sleep quality as well as your recovery, your mental focus, your uh, mood and everything in between and it's around breathing. All right, Nearly 30% of people over 30 suffer with sleep apnea and even though uh, some of that and may be to do with a deviated septum or, or things with uh, a really blocked up uh, nose. A lot of that conge- um, inflammation and, and congestion through the uh, nasal cavity can come back to a lot of that inflammation through the body from stress or food. So being able to look at a, one of the biggest stresses in today's society outside of the workplace is the foods we eat and ignoring the signals our body's telling us. So while it's also massively beneficial uh, to focus on for body fat, improved form energy and everything in between from your sleep side of things it also makes a big difference so bringing awareness to the foods you're eating and making sure that if there is something that makes you feel quite congested feels quite um, inflamed or bloated or you know sluggish in a way that will make a big difference to your last meal. If you're adding in a bunch of ice cream or you're adding in a bunch of um, you know, lasagna or cheeses or, or um, any of those sort of really heavy breads or you know, they're the typical examples, it could be anything for you and it's causing you to feel like you're breathing heavy after your last meal, it's going to make a big, big difference to your sleep and you're likely going to wake up a lot more during the night. Okay, So that would be my first key action step when you're focusing on breathing better throughout the night. The second part to that is also being very conscious 
practice of doing some deep diaphragmatic breathing through your nose. Now, with our clients, we suggest we do this uh, on a daily walk, even if it's 10, 20 minutes a day, the massive impact that has through simply focusing on breathing through your nose rather than having your mouth gaped open. <laughs> Makes a big difference being able to get your nose doing the majority of the breathing. You're getting a lot more quality oxygen. You're breathing how you should breathe rather than feeling really blocked up and everything through the nose. So uh, firstly, focus on an awareness of the food groups that you should be anyway. If you've got any awareness around gut health or body fat, you probably want to do that anyway, but directly from your sleep, that will make a big difference. And then secondly, being able to make sure we're conscious of a deep diaphragmatic breathing through our nose, whether that be you know five breaths uh, throughout, you know, two or three times scattered throughout the day or intentionally through a walk or both is a fantastic place to start. The next one on the list is caffeine. Now, most people know that caffeine is going to get in the way of their sleep, whether they have it otherwise is kind of up to them. But the big question here is, regardless of whether you feel it, it's going to be in your system for 12 hours, right? So there's different levels that your body will assimilate that uh, caffeine, be able to sort of filter that out and sort of detoxify, detoxify that system. But it is still going to be in the system for 12 hours, typically, right? So if you're aiming to get to bed by 10 p.m., then you probably want to stop that caffeine around 10 a.m., right? Anything beyond that sort of lunchtime, 2 p.m., 4 p.m., is going to make a big difference to your quality of sleep, and you'll notice it in your sleep markers later. It's in the first sort of hours of the night because you're not able to get that deep restorative sleep. So caffeine being essentially a cup of cortisol is going to make a big difference to being able to get that that night's sleep. And for a lot of our clients where we've even removed coffee for say a week, once we've really gotten awareness of their tolerance, they've noticed that their natural energy without coffee has actually got much, much higher in the same way that we've actually found alcohol, right? Everyone can drop a bit of body, body fat from taking alcohol, but it's also that mental capacity, that awareness, that energy throughout the day because we're getting deeper quality levels of sleep. So we could have really called this uh, caffeine and and alcohol, the awareness of you know using caffeine to increase your energy and you're using alcohol to calm down. Both of them are hugely detrimental to your sleep and you're uh, sort of externally trying to control what your body should naturally do. And if you rely on caffeine or alcohol in order to create this cycle, then you're going to get into this really vicious cycle of never getting that deep restorative sleep, never feeling energetic, nearly never feeling uh, that bringing that whole new level of consciousness to your day. So both of them you need to be really, really careful with. Uh, alcohol, we can do another a whole another topic. It's uh, going to make a big difference, even though it allows you to get to sleep. The level of deep sleep you're getting uh, is simply not there. Okay, and then the last one I want to touch on is exercise. Uh, obviously, if you're not exercising at least three, four times a week in some way, getting a bit of a sweat, bit of a lift, bit of a run, whatever it might be then it's going to be a big positive impact to your sleep. Being able to get some uh, endorphins moving, to being able to get some blood flow to improve that oxygen, uh, circulation, all sorts of things will help your sleep. But secondly, an awareness of if you are doing a lot of weight training, then well done. You are hopefully getting that in twice a week. And if you're not, I'd highly recommend you start there. If you need some help, let me know. But if you're doing a lot of a strength style workouts, and what we'll uh, put there as strength is maybe below sort of six reps, uh, very heavy loads, maybe more compound lifts like your squats, deadlifts, whatever that might be. If you're training after work, say five, six, seven, maybe 8 p.m., that's going to be uh, somewhat detrimental to your quality of sleep because we need a good four hours for our central nervous system or, our, you know, yeah, let's say our central nervous system to calm down. And if we are doing these strength, high strength, high threshold uh, style 
high workouts, you know, those couple of hours before bed, you can find it's a lot harder to calm the nervous system down. Now, some people are a little bit more sensitive to this than others. Obviously, it's also depending on, on how much you can lift. If you can only lift, uh, you know, 40 kilos on deadlift bar, it's probably not going to be as bad. Whereas if you're doing those 200 kilo plus lifts, uh, then it's certainly something you're going to want to look into. Uh, either way, getting the awareness of giving yourself more time or even just selecting what kind of workouts you do. If it's one of those days that you're motivated to get the workout in, but it is a little bit later than usual, then well done. But maybe stick to more of the fat burning circuit or uh, metabolic style training, simply higher reps, faster pace, maybe shorter rest times uh, that will not require you lifting as heavy loads could be a helpful place to start rather than going into the low rep, lo- long rest period, uh, really heavy stuff. Maybe leave that for the weekend. Uh, still really really helpful just not to your sleep okay so there are your six uh, steps that you could quickly uh, apply to your sleep currently we've got light exposure focus on removing uh, the lights and artificial lights or at least dimming your lights uh, around your house in those last couple hours of the day to improve your melatonin production naturally and be able to get deeper quality sleep. The second one is last meal of the day, making sure that you are adding carbohydrate to your last meal, make a big difference to your quality of sleep, black out your room, make sure that we're getting rid of all the electronics and we're getting those blackout curtains, especially if we're in town, uh, breathing really getting clear on this nasal breathing, getting awareness of the foods that maybe affect your breathing can have a big impact on your sleep. We're looking at caffeine and we also included alcohol into this and how they may increase or increase your energy or allow you to calm down artificially, but are massively detrimental to your quality of sleep along with plenty of other things. And then your exercise, making sure that you're getting in at least three to four a week, uh, but also being aware if you are doing higher strength work, then trying to give yourself a bit of time before you go to bed. I hope that list was helpful. Hope that gives you some clear action steps to maybe install into your life at the moment if you feel like your sleep's not working. Remember, guys, it's all about that holistic awareness of how can we get our body working as a whole so we're not trying to fix uh, these small um, patch fixes. We can really find the root cause and get our body on our side. Hope that helps and talk soon. Bye. This episode was brought to you by The Med Project, an industry leaders in smarter health and performance. Thanks for tuning in. Don't take your attention lightly. If you love this episode, it'd be a massive help if you could just share with one friend who you feel would benefit. If you want to check out more from us, then just search Hollywood on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. We'll see you next time. Stay sharp.